Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. We have a few announcements this weekend. The details of all our announcements may be found in the bulletin and online. We nurture. The Disciple Maker Index Survey report is now available. See more from our parish community. We will continue to publish results and next steps in the coming months. We invite. The cafe at 403 Grandview is available to rent. Inquiries can be directed to the parish office. We go forth. Tour de Peace is on September 9th. We will have something for everyone during this family-friendly parish community event. Please attend. Assisting us today as our lector is Mary Kay Bulbeck. Our altar server is John Volet. I am your cantor, Christine Jordanoff. Our pianist is Sarah Sankmars. Our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Praise to the Lord, number 616 in the Blue Hymnal. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. So praise him for his health and salvation. All you who hear, now to his temple draw near. Praise him in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord who o'er all things is wondrously. Uplifting, sustaining. Have you not seen? All you have needed has been met by his gracious ordaining. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. Gathering in these last days of August and the summer months, uh, gathering on this 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time, continue to hear the deepening call to discipleship, to share in what it means to be church, filled with the Spirit of God and the grace of God as God's people. As we enter into this celebration, as we always do, we must place ourselves in the great mercy and forgiveness that God has for us and for all. Lord Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you open for us the ways to the kingdom. Christ, have mercy. 
Lord Jesus, you share with us, the church, your mission of freedom and forgiveness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Glorifying God, we say. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord, my heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, amen. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us be attentive to the Word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to Shebna, master of the palace, I will thrust you from your office and pull you down from your station. On that day, I will summon my service, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and guard him, gird him with your sash, and give over to him your authority. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key of the house of David on Eliakim's shoulders. When he opens, no one shall shut. When he shuts, no one shall open. I will fix him like a peg in a sure spot to be a place of honor for his family. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial songs, uh, response is, Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands.
give you thanks to your name for your merciful love and your faithfulness. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased the strength of my soul. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord is high, yet he looks on the lowly. And the haughty he knows from afar. O oh Lord, your merciful love is eternal. Discard not the work of your hands. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Oh, the depths of riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord who has been given his counselor? Or who has given the Lord anything that he may be repaid? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, 
Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. So I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's one of those Gospels that should make you feel good about being Catholic, about being Roman Catholic, right? It's one of those Gospels that uh, has been pointed to and many times within uh, tradition to point to one of the I think one of the greatest things about what it means to be Roman Catholic, and that is that we have a pope, right? We have a a leader, and we have not only a leader, but we have a leader that is also supposed to be deeply intertwined and interwoven in and with the church. And the church is supposed to be with the pope, and the pope is supposed to be with the church. And so it's one of those times where uh, I hope you can say, you know, hey, it's good to be Catholic, right? Because there are great things about being Catholic. Um, And so just three things to kind of point out um, about today's gospel passage, where we hear this passage that's interpreted so often within the Roman Catholic tradition to point to the primacy of Peter and, of course, the primacy of Peter and his successors. First thing is about Peter himself. Um, Peter himself is an imperfect man. As a matter of fact, just two weeks ago, we heard uh, that Peter was actually (laughs) one of the few people known to walk on water besides Jesus, but also who sank. And as he was sinking, Jesus said to him, oh, you of little faith, right? Contrast that to what we hear in today's passage where he says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood is not revealed. This, this has been revealed to you by my heavenly Father. This has been a great grace given to you. And you are Peter. And on this church, on this rock, I will build my church, right? And so, so just contrast those, those statements of Jesus to Peter. And believe it or not, next weekend, we're going to hear the continuation of this passage where after Jesus' passion prediction... Um, where he says, you know, this is what it means to be the Christ. I'm going to have to die. I'm going to rise to new life. Peter says, surely not. (laughs) And then Jesus' words are, get behind me, tempter, tester, Satan, right? And so we we know how uh, imperfect uh, Peter's, uh, his, he is as a person, as a human being throughout the Gospel of Matthew, and certainly we know even how imperfect his faith is. And yet, he is a man of great faith and great authenticity. And so, again, it's fascinating. Think about what we know a, a little bit about the popes throughout history, right? 
they have been some of the best and some of the worst people possible. There's some have been incredibly selfish. There's some that have been really all about themselves or uh, in, in so many respects. You know, uh, there was a time in the church where it was all about power and money. <laughs> Right? Terrible, just the things that the gospel rails against. And then there's been such great contributions made through popes throughout the century. And so, but we have this foundation of a sense of a primacy of a person and leadership within the tradition of the Catholic Church. And one of the most important roles of the Pope of the leader of the Roman Catholic Church is to hold the church together in unity. To hold the church together in unity. And brothers and sisters, probably now more than ever, that is so incredibly difficult, right? Think about the different factions, not only within culture and society, but within even the Roman Catholic Church itself. And the Pope's primary role is to be a person of leadership that holds together all that complexity, beauty, uh, you know, tension, and holds it together and tries to, with the church itself, uh, go where the Spirit calls us to lead. That's the, one of the primary purposes of the Pope. In all of their imperfection, and yet that's who we are, and it's one of our greatest strengths as Roman Catholics. The second thing about the, the, the gospel passage that he, we hear proclaimed today, Jesus shares his mission of freedom and forgiveness. Shares his mission of freedom and forgiveness. And, and, it's, and it, it's with Peter, right, in primacy, but it's also with all of the people of God, the church of God. Again, the Pope and the church are not separate from one another. But, but it's, it's often uh, actually kind of the picture that's been given is the keys, right? And so, Peter, I'm giving you the keys and the church, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. By the way, a little side, that's why, that's why all of us say, when we meet Peter at the pearly gates, right? Right? You know, we say that all the time. When we meet Peter at the pearly gates, right? that's because he's the one who's somehow been given the keys. But it's really also the entire church community with Peter and with the Pope, who's been given that mission of freedom and forgiveness. What you bind on earth will be bound, and what will be loosed will be loosed. And, and brothers and sisters, if we think about it, unfortunately, sometimes the church has been characterized throughout the centuries with much more of binding than it is loosing, <laughs> right? Much more of what is wrong and what we're against than the mission of mercy and forgiveness for humanity. And yet that is given to the Pope and that is given to the church as a whole, a mission of freedom, forgiveness, transformation by God's grace. Um, I don't know if any of you have been followed a little bit of what happened a couple weeks ago, but um, 
uh, it was the World Youth Day again. And so the World Youth Day has happened almost every year, except for during the pandemic. It was started by John Paul II, Pope, Saint Pope John Paul II. Um, and uh, it's just a gathering of youth, and it's somewhere throughout the world. Well, uh, this past year, it was a gathering in Portugal, Lisbon, Lisbon, Portugal, the capital of Portugal. And um, actually, just I talked to a couple of people who had actually gone and just shared some of the stories. And it's always just a, a dynamic experience. I actually had the privilege uh, when I was very newly ordained to go on one of the World Youth Days. It was probably when I was a youth actually as well, right? So I was a little bit of a youth, more of a youth then. Um, it was in Canada, so it wasn't that far. Uh, probably one of the times and places where probably I remember most profoundly a transcendent presence and love of God for myself, me as an individual, and for the whole church community, but that's a whole other story. This past year, this, just two weeks ago, in, uh, in Lisbon, uh, Pope Francis, um, with all of the youth, one of the major addresses that he gave to all the youth, as well as one of the addresses and the themes that he kind of shared um, with uh, all of the kind of the bishops and the leaders of the, of the church in that area as well, is he, he repeated this phrase. He said, the church is for, and I'm gonna say it in his language, todos, todos, todos. He repeated that over and over again. The church is for todos, 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 which means all people, all people, all people, right? The church is made up of all people and is for all people. That doesn't mean that we accept everything of society and culture and, and the things that have gone awry and sinfulness, that doesn't mean we accept all that. But for everybody, right? Everybody, every person, for all peoples, we should be extending somehow the hand of Christ's loving grace, mercy, and community. The mission of the church has been shared with Peter and with us, the church, in unity. Last thing from the, the gospel passage we hear proclaimed today. One of those phrases that probably is so comforting to us, where he says, Christ says, as he's talking to Peter, says that the gates of the netherworld, or Hades, shall not prevail against it, right? We have been seeing and experiencing within church these days uh, just radical challenges and decline. Um, we, we know that as a parish community, as we've come together and merged, we've seen that and the dynamic that has happened over decades now. We, uh, just a few weeks ago, I shared some of the statistical trends that are happening not only in the Roman Catholic Church, but are happening with all like mainstream churches in general, how there's just kind of a, a, there's a, there's a bleeding out that's happening and, and, and there's no real, uh, there's no real, cure in sight, you know, there's no real stopping it in sight, and I pointed how important, how important authentic community is in that situation, but, but again, so we're hearing all these things that are just so challenging, and we know how challenging church has been over these last, you know, certainly years and, and, and last decade, and, you know, how difficult it is that our, our children are not here anymore, or, you know, where, you know, so, so we, we know those things, and, and we've been experiencing those things. How comforting then are the words of Christ that say, once again, the promise and the reminder 
that the gates of the netherworld, no evil, nothing, is going to prevail against the church. The church in, and, and, and I'll even say church and pope together, right? Those will always be in some sense or another. It may not look like it looks right now, right? It may not look like me and you, right? It may be different in all kinds of ways as we continue to move towards the future. But the church, the people of God, and the mission that has been given to the church of freedom, of forgiveness, of, of mercy and salvation, that will always be. And the grace of God will always preserve that in one fashion or another, right? And so I say, as we hear this gospel proclaimed, it is good to be Roman Catholic. I, 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 there's so much I love about it, right? The, the, the fact that we have a leader, the fact that there's a people of God that share in a mission, and that those two are supposed to be somehow in conjunction and working together with each other, right? And, and, and that we have a, a body of Christ and leadership even that is imperfect and yet filled somehow with the grace of God and that the promise is given that somehow the church will always continue that mission of mercy, love, forgiveness, freedom, grace, right? That, that is extended to all peoples. That's why it's so good to be Catholic and it's so good to be a part of this church even in the midst of the changes and transformation we're experiencing. As God's people, we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made for us, for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. And was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again from his grave. Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, for he is in the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting ourselves to the compassion, the love that God has for us and for all, we bring these needs in prayers of petition. Our response will be, hear us, O Lord. That the church may be a clear sign of Christ's love for the world 
we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all students, teachers, and school staff, that they may be kept safe and grow more fully into who God is calling them to be, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those in Plum who were affected by the devastating explosions, that they may receive grace, peace, courage, and support, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We go forth for safe and just working conditions for farmers and all agricultural workers, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear Hear us, O Lord. We remember today Sean Meyer and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our heart, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our song for the presentation of the gifts is number 790, The Summons. And admit to what I mean in you 
Together as church, we offer our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption through one sacrifice offered once for all, Bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ. In him, you have been pleased to renew all things. You've given us a share in his fullness. Though in the form of God, he emptied himself and by the blood of the cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore, he has been exalted above all things and to all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. And so with angels, thrones, dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, all the clergy, with all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers, who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we would merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Trusted with the kingdom and forgiveness at the Savior's command formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We offer each other some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Prayer for Spiritual Communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism we are one in you and in each other. We believe you are present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you, through the power of your most Holy Spirit, that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and one another. Wherever we are, we are your church yearning through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Our song for communion is number 683, Be Not Afraid. shall cross the barren desert but you shall not die of thirst you shall wander far in safety though you do not know the way you shall speak If you pass through raging waters in the sea, you shall not drown. If you walk amid the burning flames, you shall not be harmed. If you stand before the power of hell and death is Blessed are your poor, 
for the kingdom shall be theirs. Blessed are you that weep and mourn, for one day you shall laugh. And if wicked tongues insult and hate you, all because of me, blessed Together, let us please stand and let us pray. God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in single purpose, complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy and graciously perfect and sustain us so that in all things we would please you through Christ our Lord. 
The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your lives. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 769, Go Make of All Disciples. <laughs>